0: Yep. One of the ones I wanted to say with learning uh, that I think is so important is learning is joyful and it's exciting. And I'd love to see that stay. And I think that's what's great about, and I feel bad about saying this, but taking away those compulsory subjects and letting people choose what they want to learn, because they're still going to learn to read if they're really into underwater basket weaving, because they're going to have to find a way to figure out how to find the person to teach them to do that. And reading books and things like that doesn't have to always look the same way for all of us. So that joyfulness and that, that thrill and the inspiration of learning is all it's in all of us. It's just a shame when it's taken away from you, when you're being told by somebody else that you're never gonna meet. So many of these education policies are people that aren't in the ground, they aren't doing it. And they take that away from people. They take that freedom to to explore this one big, beautiful life that we have. You only get to be five once, right? So get in there, learn all about the stegosauruses. You
1: know? <laughs> yeah, and, and build to it. And, and just, you know, for how you can blend them. I've been saying for a while, I really think the only classes that anybody should have to take are literacy and numeracy. You should take some kind of English class. It doesn't have to be traditional literature and you should take some kind of math numbers class. But even then, you know, if you're a science guy, I could teach all the same English skills and we could do nothing. We could just read biology books. Like I really like biology and evolution. We could just read books about that. And I could still teach you all the English class stuff, like the skills, you know, and, and that would be an easy way to start freeing some of these things up is to say like identify the skills and then make the classes a little looser in terms of the actual content. Because in the end, you know, the, the content in, especially in an English class, I think is sometimes like the, it's the icing on the cake or it's the, it's the, it better yet. It's the seasoning on your vegetables. Like the, the, the thing you really need are the skills that come from it. Like no one gets a job because they know the details of Charles Dickens biography. Like it just doesn't matter. It doesn't mean it doesn't matter to anyone. It just doesn't matter to everyone. And so, you know, I, I think as you said, people will figure out the skills that they need to do what they want to do. And maybe we could do a better job of supporting some of that. That was really good. anything I, I I don't mean to like throw it back at you with an open end, but it, that was I'm glad you did the definition. I think that's important. Oh, when I do yeah. a highlight clip, I'll make sure I put that with some of the other some of the other stuff. Uh, oh, is sure. there anything else you want to clarify or, or say, and we'll wrap this thing up?
0: Yeah, I have my first maybe tiny little disagreement with you <laughs> because I've agreed with most of everything so far. Um, I absolutely agree that um, numeracy and reading are extremely important. And I think people should still be able to choose how they want to learn that. And I think they will learn it um, because it's an important tool. (laughs) It's very hard to be alive right now and not be able to read and do basic math. Um, But um, I still think that that's coming from a place of choice. And only because I had that kid, I had the kid that I, I tried, I tried to teach him. And he was like, I see right through you, lady. I know exactly <laughs> what you're doing. You have an agenda. You want me to be reading because then you, you are validated because you did this crazy thing saying, I didn't have to go to school if I didn't want to. And then people are going to judge you. And, you know, he's very much older beyond his years. And it was exactly right. It was a zippy tapped into my deepest, darkest fears, like, oh, I'm trying this unschool thing and my kid can't read and everybody is going to you know think i'm a horrible mother and but then he did it because he had a reason to do it he really 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 wanted to do that minecraft build so he did it um and we see that at Emmerich. we see people doing things that normally you would not think that they could do on their own but they get to a place where it needs to be done and they'll do it i just it comes back to trust
1: yeah yeah and and i i mean i agree i just i think if, if we're thinking about how to put any of these ideas into anything that even vaguely resembles current public education or building off of an existing institution, I would agree get rid of the age barriers and, and, and let kids do what they're interested in or what's appropriate to their skill level. I just I think that if you can read and write and speak at a reasonable level and you can do basic arithmetic sort of the first half of algebra one the first quarter of geometry kind of deal like you don't even need the whole but like you need to be able to manipulate numbers and if you can do those things reasonably well then critical thinking comes easier not that you can't ask questions but if you can do the math and you can do the reading and writing you can teach yourself anything in the world and so for me you know even if we did the shopping mall and you choose your classes and the rest the only things that I would require would be that you take some form of literacy and some form of numeracy. You could take the same math class every year. Like You don't have to get to calculus, that's not the goal. I would just, that that would be the one place where I would wanna be very intentional and purposeful that you're gonna dedicate 30, 40 minutes of your day to building your literacy and your rhetoric skills. You're gonna build your, your numeracy Uh, And, you know, your ability to say interpret statistics, things like that, you know, whatever math you choose, just because I think that those are the foundations that better enable the person to take advantage of the other opportunities. And that doesn't mean that a person can't do that on their own. I'm just saying that if I was going to design a system that we're going to try to make work for most people, I would say that everybody needs to spend at least a little time on that, at least, you know, younger students, especially. Yeah. And, and, you know, given that you're working with self-directed education, that's a very reasonable place for us to disagree. Um, I I think that makes perfect sense. But that would be the place where I, you know, and by the way, I don't love math. Like I, I was good. I was good at math early and then bad at math later in high school. And I, I hated it the whole time. But I still see that value in it. And so I would be hesitant to toss those just because I see those as those are the things you need to be able to do all the other things well and to take advantage of those other opportunities. And so that would be for me probably the only compulsory piece. You got to do something (laughs) literacy, something numeracy and the rest of the day is your thing to do.
0: And I have two points with that. One is there's an optic reason there, too, as well, because. People are, I feel people will feel comfort and at least a bit uh, more security if that was in there, right? So that was
1: curriculum, right? Yeah.
0: yeah, So if that was there, then okay, so now you can go do this whole crazy thing that you want to do. But at least I know that this is going to be taken care of. So because this change that we're talking about, I mean, if we were to do it exactly my way, it would just be bananas. And I am my way. And I see how people react to it. So I think yours also eases people into it. And so that's an important thing to take into consideration because that at least gets those kids into a place where they have that autonomy and respect and trust or freedom. They just have to do this one thing. And we have members will say that too, because their parents really want to see those two things. And we'll say, listen, in order for you to be here and be a part of Embark, this is an important thing for your parents to see you doing what do you think about just throwing them a bone and taking care of that on you know and we're here to tutor you if you want us to but what do you think about that and they always say no but it's you know they always say no but it's there for you and we'll we'll have that conversation and the other one that I think is really interesting about what you chose as important is so cultural right and I feel like I mean, obviously, everything has changed with the, ed- uh, the communication revolution that we're living in. We're living in one of the greatest communication revolutions of all time, which is the Internet. It's incredible. I'm so happy that we are alive for this. It's like being alive for the Gutenberg printing press. Yeah. You know, that's what, how big this is. It's bigger because it's connecting the entire world. But there are other cultures where it's more important than the ABCs for you to know where north is or you to know what the dangers are where you live, right? So if if I were to say, well, maybe we should all know what animals are dangerous, where we live here in Virginia. That's important to me. So those are, you know, it's just a very cultural kind of thing to think about.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, I think it, it's probably fair. And that's something that, as you pointed out, with maybe people choosing, you know, a... Uh, Less of like the the colonialized uh, history class or, or things like that, is that you know education is culture, and we have to be careful because no matter how how you want to do it, if you have a prescribed curriculum or an adult standing from the room, there is undeniably some element of indoctrination to it. Like you you can't avoid it because I'm telling you that these are the things that are not just that they're you know it's useful or not i'm telling you that these are the things worth knowing and every time i tell you this is worth knowing i have subtly implied that something else wasn't or that it was less worthy because i didn't tell you about it and and that's something that i don't think you can get around anywhere because you go to what formal or informal education anywhere in the world we could go back in time 500 years there are still things that you were being told and weren't being told and and i don't know that that's a bad thing i I don't i I think that the trick is to let people understand that i'm showing you the world through this lens and then as they are ready for it and it's appropriate let them understand that there are other lenses to do this through. Don't get me wrong we could probably deal with cleaning our current lens a little bit or you know presenting an alternative you know or change it up that'd be fine but yeah I just I think for where and when we live if you can do the math and you can do the reading and writing you can do everything else too because as you point out the internet gives you the access. You know, if we were living without computers in rural Montana, then let's go ahead and talk about wolves and coyotes and like that that that's gonna be more important, you know, and and, and I, I think that we should adapt. It's actually one of the reasons I have concerns about a, a federal or nationalized curriculum and education, just because while we are technically one country, we're a very big place with a lot of different, you know, situations. And I don't know that it's good to force everyone into the same setup. But for me, and, and again, I might you know might be looking at it too narrowly. I just think with literacy and numeracy, it unlocks all the doors to the other things that you want to do. And if you have those basic skills, the internet really blossoms. Like It really turns into something that you not only can consume from, but you can produce through. If you don't have the basic math and the basic literacy, you might be able to watch a million YouTube videos, but it's very difficult for you to produce something in exchange to put something back out there for other people. And so I'd like to see school help people to be more more producer than receiver. Maybe there's, there's a balance there and I don't think we're on the right side of it right now, but I also don't think we would get to the right side of it without continuing to support at least some of those basic skills. But to your point, yeah, I mean, at least some kids, maybe everybody can get that done on their own. I'm just saying, if you're going to entrust a thousand kids to me, I'm gonna make sure they get those two pieces because the rest of it will sort itself out.
0: <laughs> yes, your numbers are a lot different than mine. Mine's 33. I'm
1: thinking like a whole high school, but yeah. Of um, course. And I
0: liked what you said with producer and receiver because you could also change that to talk about um, control and not control and control of your life and not control of your life as well or control of your choices or not control of your choices too, which I also like to think about.
1: Yeah, maybe these are like uh, slides on a mixing board, you know, it's a continuum. We don't have to have control or no control, or, you know, we don't have to say, you know, you learn the skills you don't learn. There, there might be a place where we, we achieve some sort of balance where students are producing as much as they're, you know, receiving or they're controlling as much as they're not controlling. And that, that's, yeah, I think maybe we just, you know, it's, it's more about adjusting levels than throwing away the entire mixing board, maybe. Not to say we Absolutely. couldn't do that too. I just, if we wanted to make a, an effective change in a realistic timeline that actually, you know, do something. I think more about adjusting the sliders than buying new equipment entirely. And that's, that's really a lot of this conversation. I mean, that's, you know, again, what you guys are doing is fantastic. And I think hopefully having this conversation, it's productive for me. I've learned a lot, but hopefully it also helps other people to consider new options, to think about it in a new way. I'm also the last guy that's going to tell you to just scrap everything that you have in a public school system to go to self-directed learning hundred percent. But there's something in between the two. And that's where a lot of this conversation, a lot of the podcast for me is trying to figure out what is what is a more productive balance or what's something that's going to work better for children today, because I don't think what we're doing right now is working as well as it could.